everybody. This is a bit of a bonus episode today. And I wanted to talk to you about a story I did recently and all the work that goes into reporting, writing, taking photos for a story. I think a lot of people see the final product and it looks kind of easy, looks simple. And then people start talking about the issue, the topic, and there's a debate. And that's, of course, great. But there's a lot that goes into creating a story. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about this story that I did over the weekend on a squabble. I like to call it a squabble. It's a, a squabble between homeowners, and hikers. It's a clash between urban living, residential living, and uh, outdoor recreation. And it's all of these things coming together in a uh, urban recreational interface and how do people get along and make this work, especially in Santa Barbara when everybody loves the outdoors. So you see this, I'm holding this up. This is my warning ticket that I got. It's not a ticket. There's no uh, fine or penalty, but um, this is what is happening on Riven Rock Road. Uh, people who are parking on the public right away on the street are getting warnings and they're going to be getting warnings for about 30 more days or so they park there because they're trying to access the hot springs and uh, there's no place to park there's about four spaces for people to park and uh, those go early obviously you know you want to go hiking in santa barbara you got to be out early so those go quickly so people park on riven rock road and up until uh, about, I guess, April 1st, people were not getting warnings. It was sort of just what people did. They parked. If you've ever been hiking anywhere in Montecito or Santa Barbara, you, you kind of just find a space, you find a spot, you park where you can. And essentially, what has happened here is that people amid the pandemic there's been a lot more people who are coming to this area to access the hot springs. And so what's happening is people are parking along Riven Rock Road. And what are they doing? They're parking and they're doing what they do, which is fun. The problem is people who live on Riven Rock Road and uh, there's concerns that during the pandemic, a lot more people are coming to Ribbon Rock Road and they're parking and it's becoming a dangerous situation because it effectively turns it into a, um, a one lane road. So there's concerns about emergency vehicles. There are concerns about just safety. These homeowners trying to pull in and out of their, their driveways and not being able to have enough room to turn or having to make multiple turns to get in. Uh, there's also concerns about noise and, and, and parties. Uh, the hot springs, apparently they are um, uh, have taken on prominence in um, uh, social media. And, and so more people are aware of it. So more people are going that they're checking it off on their destination trips. And so people are coming and they're partying late into the night and uh, the neighbors can sort of hear some of this. Sometimes people will uh, park in their cars and, and stay overnight and uh, they'll be loud. And so there's an issue of safety. There's an issue of people being loud and there's an issue of people dumping their trash um, all in the area. And uh, some homeowners have said they even dumped the trash in their 
uh, receptacles. So it's sort of a, a just an interesting thing that's going on. So the homeowners finally talked to Public Works, talked to the county, Public Works. They painted a line, and so now it's very clear this line is new that you're not supposed to park there. There's no shoulder on this road. It's a narrow road. And so the CHP has been out recently giving people the warning signs, okay? So imagine being somebody who's hiked at the hot springs forever, and all of a sudden you come back to your car and you see this, okay? So this is happening now. So this is the issue. This is the story. And then hopefully I explained it to you in objective terms. Uh, but that's what the what what the issue is the clash. Uh, I don't think anybody believes that people should not be hiking in this area. Um, I think the hikers have a lot of uh, respect for the homeowners there. Um, so it's an issue that needs to get resolved. There aren't any real villains here. It's just one of those things that happens when you have, you know, residential, urban, outdoor kind of all colliding in one spot. And uh, you sort of see that in Santa Barbara when you get near the hiking trails. So this is what people saw when they returned. So, but what I wanted to talk to you was not, you know, now that we've established the issue, what I wanted to talk to you about is the story and how it comes about. Because I think a lot of people just assume that it's like a present, you know, they get it and they open it and it's like, oh, how cool. And they don't think about like what went into creating that. So um, obviously I got up early on Saturday morning and went out and uh, the goal here, okay, you can't do this story by talking to just homeowners and you can't do this story just talking to hikers and you can't do this story just talking to the CHP or public works. In order to do a thorough job, you have to talk to all the perspectives, everybody who's involved, okay? So how do you do that, right? As a practical matter, as a journalist, how do you go out there and get all of those people so you have a complete story, okay? So the homeowners, right? You, you know, this is Montecito. There's there's gated communities. It's not as though you can go knock on the doors like in San Roque or, or, the, or the Mesa or something. So you're going to have to attack that a little bit differently, right? You're going to have to do that through telephone calls, through emails, okay? So I was able to do that, a little bit of prep work ahead of time, talk to them, and also talk to some of them on, on Saturday after I got a little bit of a up-close view of what was going on. The biggest challenge of this kind of story is getting the, the, the hikers, the people who are parking, because people who are parking to go on a hike and people who are coming back after a long hike and seeing warning uh, stickers or tags on their car don't necessarily want to start talking to a journalist about uh, how they feel about this situation. They're annoyed. They want to know if this actually has some weight in terms of having to pay money or if it's a citation. And so that's the challenge of a story like this is getting what we call, you know, real people in the story. Those real people are people who experience the topic that you're writing about. So you want to be able to talk to these people so you can tell the story through them. You don't want to just say the CHP is now doing this, because although that's interesting and impactful, it doesn't make people feel what the people who experience it feel. So I got there early. Of course, there's no place to park. So I parked on the street and I'm thinking, well, should be fine. They're giving warning tickets. And 
So I got out of my car and I'm just basically waiting for people to either park and go to the trail or people to come back from the trail. That's part of being a journalist. Um, you know, there's not, there's not much science into journalism. Journalism is very much an art. It's about timing. It's about capturing the moment. It's about being in the right place at the right time. If you try to overschedule things in journalism, uh, it doesn't always work because that's not really the way life plays out. You have to be flexible and fluid. So basically, you're just sort of at the mercy of whoever wants to talk to you. So it's it's fun because it's unpredictable. And whenever you get somebody to open up and talk to you, it's a it's a bit of a win because you're all of a sudden able to um, use that in your story. Okay, and the more people you get, the more opportunities you have to tell that story and you want diversities of viewpoints and perspectives. So about 15 minutes after I got there, so I'm wearing my mask and I've got my camera, we're photojournalists, we're not just reporters. Um, who shows up but the CHP? So the CHP shows up and starts putting these warning signs on cars. And so my first thing is, like, I don't want anyone to think I'm with the CHP because we're like kind of in the same place. I'm walking up the street. He's parked writing tickets. But at the same time, I want to talk to a person who is getting the warning. Okay. And so I kind of have to be near that person. So just part of the art of that is being near, but not coming across as though you're part of law enforcement because we're not the last thing we want is for the hikers to think, oh, I'm with them and I want to talk to you, okay, because then we're not being objective. So uh, the, the, the California Highway Patrol officer was writing warnings and I tried to stay about 20 feet away and say, you know, Josh, identify myself, organization I'm working for, I'm not with the CHP but um, I'm here to write a story about this issue. So that's sort of the first challenge is like getting people to say like, what are you doing? Why are you taking pictures here when these people are writing warning signs? You know, they're, you know, people don't interact with the media on a daily basis. So this can be sort of a, a striking sort of shocking moment. So I basically just said, identified myself, tried to take some, or, you know, took some pictures. It's a public area. I don't need to ask for permission. They may not like it, but I'm in public have the right to do it. I'm on a street. I'm literally in the middle of the street taking the photos. So that's a challenge, right? Separating. Uh, over time, they got it. And then some people are like, they want to talk to you because they're like, I can't believe this is happening. Yes, I want the story. But most people want to get that warning and get out of there after they see it because it's, it's jarring. It kind of ruins the end of their hike. Now, there was this really cool incident and altercation with uh, CHP and uh, somebody who was walking down the street with their dog and just sort of asked, like, what are you doing? And uh, CHP officer says, we're giving warnings. You're not supposed to be parked in the public right away. And uh, the person says, well, there's no sign. And the, the CHP officer says, there doesn't need to be a sign. Do you see this? The, the, there's a line on the road. And so it, it was sort of like this attitude confronting curiosity and, uh, you know, the person saying, but there's never been a line before. Don't you think a sign would work better? And the CHP person saying, would you ever park in the middle of any other road? Why would you think it's okay to park on a road here? 
So the person is sort of like, you know, you don't need to have an attitude with me. I'm just asking. Okay. And then she, she walked away and CHP officer kept doing what they're doing. And, you know, I use that because it's an illustration of like how tense it is when people are getting these warning things and there's not even a, a penalty yet. It's just, you know, it's just seeing this on your car. after You come back. And so, uh, so there's that going on. The other part of it is, you know, reporters, Increasingly, going forward, you're photojournalists, okay? You're multimedia reporters, so you're taking your own photos. And what happens is, not only am I interviewing with my phone, you know, I'm recording everything. This is, you know, will you please talk to me? And I put my phone out and record it. But I also got the camera around my neck and I'm taking photos. I'm also shooting with my iPhone because depending on the moment, sometimes the iPhone works better than the camera does. And so part of this is being flexible and fluid and being able to uh, move in the moment, okay? Journalism is not the kind of, of craft or job that you can have if you need to have sort of a rigid structure in how you approach your work because you will lose opportunities and you've got to move. And sometimes you got to do these things while people are telling you not to do these things. So it can be a little bit frustrating to, to be in these situations. I got some good photos. So that's the other part is I got some good interviews. You know, not everyone talks to you, wants to talk to you, or, or actually in a story like this, everyone wants to talk to you, but they want to talk to you off the record. And that's no fun because you are trying to get the story. You're trying to get information that's on the record. And this is a story where you need to tell it through real people, through real experiences. So there is some rejection that comes when you talk to people like, oh, I'm in a hurry. You know, I don't want my name used. I don't want to talk. So that's just part of the journalism experience. And you sort of have to be wired and trained to understand that that's going to happen when you're out interviewing people. But that's why it's so cool when you find somebody who will talk to you and who will give you their information and will go on into detail. And uh, that's that's why we're here, because we're trying to get those stories. Not everybody can go out and talk to people on their own to find out what's happening in the world. People have busy lives. They have immediate things that they need to tend to. The journalist goes out into the world and talks, reports, research, and then puts those stories together and brings them to the world for people to understand. That is the role. So you've got to be willing to deal with rejection, but it's also so rewarding when people will talk to you. So um, I had pretty good experience on this one. Most people uh, spoke to me, wanted to talk, wanted to go into detail. And it turns into this long philosophical discussion about, well, what is, um, you know, what do people have a right to? You know, it's like, who owns the road? And should homeowners be able to say who can park out front? And it becomes this philosophical debate. And I'm sort of just trying to capture it all and capture the essence of the moment. Um, I was really proud of this photo that I took. And I'm going to um, show it here. Okay. So this is a photo that I took. And I'm really proud of it because it captures a moment here. It captures a moment of is you can't script, you can't prepare for, you know, when you're when you're doing a news story, you can't set things up, right? You can't say, Mr. CHP officer, you know, um, 
you know, family with children, can you stand here and let me take my photo? You can't do that. And, and one of the reasons you can't do that is it's not ethical because you're creating a moment instead of capturing a real moment. The other thing, it's just not a good shot. I mean, people can take photos with their iPhones. It's posed. You know, people can say, well, you take our photo, we smile. Those are more like family photos, personal photos. And there's nothing wrong with those photos, but those aren't necessarily photojournalism. So if we look at this and we can sort of see the whole line of uh, cars, right? They have the yellow warnings that the CHP officer wrote. And then we see him with one of his, in his hand and they're engaged in a conversation here. They're talking to each other about what's going on. And she's just like really curious about what's happening here. Uh, she just wants to sort of know what the deal is and what's happening and what's new and why this is happening. And he's sort of explaining the situation. But to get in this moment, right, involves movement. It involves intuition. It involves trying to anticipate where things are going because you obviously, you need to get the cars Right. You need to get out the row because that's where people are parked and where they're not supposed to be, according to CHP. You got the family here who's going hiking. Okay. They just got out of their car. And then you've got CHP officer and you see the yellow warning signs. You see him pointing. You see him looking. Nothing here is staged. This is all just me sort of moving quickly, circling and trying to capture that moment, that moment of, wow, this is the situation where we're seeing the interaction of law enforcement, real people who are who are hiking, and then we got it, the road in the background, the long road, the homes are behind these trees, behind the hedges. And so there's so much that goes into to, to, to photojournalism and creating a story. Uh, it would be very easy to just sort of have people, uh, will you please take a photo, click, okay? Um, it would be easy to just get photos of uh, the cars or of people with, you know, not on the street. But when you're trying to capture the essence of it, it's super necessary to sort of be both present and invisible, okay? And that just comes through years of experience here. Um, obviously, they all know I'm there. This is a this is a photo shot on my iPhone, um, and I'm trying to get close. I don't want to be far away shooting through the hedge or through the trees or the vegetation. That looks creepy. I need to be right there. They need to know what I'm doing, and so they did. So I just really like that, you know. And you know, he's not wearing a mask. You know, they are. They're looking in that direction, and then we sort of see all of the images there all together so i just you know when a story like that you know is happening it's so rewarding for the reporter because you know when i parked like i have no idea what's going to happen i could have a whole bunch of people not want to talk to me um, i could have people go on and on and then don't want to give their names um, there's all sorts of scenarios that are gonna gonna happen and i just think that with this story, it was really interesting because people were reacting to these uh, warnings that they were getting. And then they just had all these questions, like, what is going on? Why is this happening? We've been parking here for decades. Why are we doing this? 
apparently since the pandemic, more people have been obviously wanting to get outdoors. Uh, you can't be doing a lot of things indoors as far as recreation. So you're getting outdoors. Um, social media, uh, this spot because of the hot springs about a mile and a half in are super popular. There's also the hiking trail. So it's growing in popularity. So people are, are wanting to be there. Uh, the, the, the homeowners, they've had to deal with uh, paparazzi camped out, you know, the uh, uh, Prince uh, Harry and Meghan Markle, uh, you know, the state that they have is in that area. So they are uh, uh, sort of at the center of all of these things that are, that are happening all the way, you know, throughout. And so uh, there's been a lot of, of activity on this street. And so it gets to be really complicated. And so I just, you know, from the journalism perspective, you know, I was out there about two hours, two and a half hours, parked, talking to people, getting lots of interviews. Like you don't just do three interviews. Even if you're just going to quote three people, you can't do just three. You got to do like at least seven, eight, because you want uh, to have stuff to choose from. And also, um, you just never know. You, you know, you might have three interviews and be like, this is good. But the fourth person you talk to is like, well, they really have a perspective that you want to get into this story. So that's part of it, too. The more, the merrier. So you have stuff to choose from. And I shot all kinds of photos. Right. And that's increasingly the biggest challenge is people getting upset about you taking their photos. You don't have my permission to take my photos. Um you know, in, in, in um, journalism, you don't need somebody's permission if you're shooting um, in public, right? If you're on public space, you can take the photo. For commercial photography, obviously, if you're looking to take that and license it and sell it, that's a different scenario. But, you you know, you're, you're doing your job. There's news value. There's news interest. Um, so some people get a little bit worked up on that. That wasn't really the case here. Um, I talked to a homeowner yesterday and uh, she told me her her story. You know, she can't get out of her driveway. People dump things in their driveway, in her, in her trash cans. Um, it's, it's sort of this nightmare. She's, she's really close to the hot springs. She's one of the homes closest to it. And she, she hears people parking, loud noise, parties, quite the ordeal. It's kind of cool because uh, we're talking and she says, I know who you are. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, oh yeah, I've been covering you since you worked uh, at the news press. And I'm like thinking, I worked at the news press from 1999 to 2006. It's kind of a while ago. But, uh, you know, she's, she's owned that home for like 45 years. So, you know, she's one of these voracious uh, media enthusiasts. So she was, uh, you know, she's like, oh, it's that guy. She recognized the name. And so uh, that was kind of cool. <laughs> she's talking to me about, um, you know, all the work that uh, uh, she remembered, a lot of the work that I had done. And she reads everything and had, you know, we could have a conversation about that. So that was kind of cool, too, uh, just uh, you know, and that happens from time to time, but it's always sort of cool when you're out doing your job and there's a recognition or appreciation of it. So talking to people, talking to people as they're leaving, a lot of people were parked or they, they parked and then they saw the CHP officer and then they left and they went and parked somebody else. Or maybe they dropped off everyone else in the car and went park and then they were going to reconnect with them later. So it's a situation where there's so much work that goes into 
a story, right? And obviously everybody's talking about the issue. Should people be able to park there, right? How much control should the homeowners have? Should the CHP be taking, you know, what is the future of this area as it relates to access to the hiking trails? And obviously that's why we want to write the story. But there's so much that goes into the creation of that story. You know, there's planning. Uh, I had to get up early and get there because that's when people are going hiking. If I decided to do four other things that day and, and get out there at noon, one, it's like super hot, not pleasant. And two, you know, you're not necessarily getting people at the best time for that photo. And then you've just got to have your camera. You've got to have your cameras. You got to have your recording devices, your notebook. You've got to be able to explain the topic to people because a lot of people are like, what are you talking about? Uh, what's going on here? So you got to be able to explain that in a few seconds so that people feel comfortable with you while wearing a mask. Um, oddly, the biggest challenge I had yesterday was, I don't have them here, but I wore my glasses, which I don't, you know, I wear my contacts a lot more and the mask and the contact <laughs> the mask and the glasses like glasses are fogged up and i you know can't really see and move map finally just took off my glasses and just I winged it with my 2400 vision or whatever it is so um you know so that's a challenge so all these things come up and then i'm all done i'm super happy i've got all these interviews talk to the homeowners talk to residents um, I mean, talk to uh, hikers, uh, took all these great photos, law enforcement, you know, it's one of those, like a day where, wow, I, I, I won, I made a difference, I made an impact, and uh, it was work, it's like art, journalism is art, you could send 100 reporters there, and they're all going to come back with something different, and this one was a story of this is the story that I came up with. And, you know, you can read it on Newshawk. And um, then I came back to my car and we, we end where we started, which is this thing was there. And I was sort of hoping I'd be one of the ones that they missed um, for no reason. There's no citation, but it's like just kind of funny. So, you know, they have the date and uh, got the officer's name, uh, warning, no parking, got the name of the street, Riven Rock Road. So it's meant to jar you. So uh, now the story's out there. People are going to be having perspectives on it and uh, people are going to be talking. It's already getting a lot of attention on social media. Here's the deal. <laughs> when the CHP starts writing tickets with a fine, that's going to be a big deal. So I don't know if something's going to happen between now and then. Um, I know that the homeowners want the Board of Supervisors to pass a resolution to put a sign up. Um, I don't know if signs are going to go up. I don't know what the situation is going to be in the end. But uh, this is one of those classic Santa Barbara stories, Montecito stories, hiking, outdoor recreation. And I just wanted to be able to share the experience of what it takes to go out and create a story like that. It isn't easy. <laughs> um, it's fun. I, I love to do it. If I could do stories like these every day, I would, because I think they're, they're just, for me, it's so um, such an amazing feeling to start with a blank slate and uh, you park your car and you have no idea what you're going to come back with. You're going to come back with something, but you don't know what it is. And then you come back and you're like, whoa, I got a lot of stuff here. Now I got to write the story. So between the two and a half, three hours there, 
and I spent another three hours writing the story. And then you got to go through all your photos and pick the best three or four or five, you know, it's not going to be much more than that. And uh, then you're done and that's your work for the day. And then it's on to the next thing. <laughs> so it's very much like this high and then you start over. It's like a fleeting uh, situation. But I just wanted to sort of talk about how uh, fun and, you know, uh, difficult but creative that whole experience is and uh we'll see what happens with the the fate of parking on on riven rock road so thank you and oh um please like subscribe uh to this youtube channel turn on your notifications i have a, a patreon please consider signing up five dollars a month to get different content and uh yeah, please follow me on social media. Thank you.